You're listening to WTSN, and this is Fleet News Pulse. This cycle on the Pulse. After the events of the second attack in the Cerebus system, I was able to obtain some distressing information about the state of the 4th Light Division. Then, an important announcement from Promethean Command. The Pulse starts right now. On Stardate 01071722237, the Cerebus system once again came under fire from the Humanity First Splinter Group, the Unicalhi. SY-25RS-225 and the remains of Cerebus Command were attacked by Unicalhi vessels. As you may have heard during our last broadcast, I was among the civilian contractors, traveling with them to learn more about their important work surveying what was left of Cerebus Command. Thankfully, most of the contractors and staff were able to get to life pods before the shipyard was completely destroyed. However, as far as I have been able to determine, we lost about a fifth of all personnel stationed there. After the life pods were picked up by the Phoenix, I was able to find my way into the cargo area. Over the last cycle, I've been able to interview members of the enlisted damage control teams on board the Phoenix, and what I found out was shocking. This is James Young from Fleet News Service. Uh, in the confusion of picking up life pods and repairing major damage to the ship, I've been able to slip away into more restricted areas. I don't know how long I'll be able to stay out of sight, but thankfully I've served on boats much like this one, so I know a few tricks. Day 3 Onboard Phoenix I've been speaking to members of the ship's damcom teams. My old editor always told me if you really want to know what's going on, ask damage control. Apparently the 4th Light Division and possibly other divisions stationed in this area have been forced to undergo austerity measures. I've been able to verify that the Denabite supply has been tainted and is doing a number on ship systems. The Damcoms have been nice enough to hide me in their bunk area. Uh, apparently they're fans of the Pulse. Uh, Day 5 onboard Phoenix. I've confirmed why the Phoenix didn't fully open fire during the recent attack in the Cerevis system. It was due to the aforementioned austerity measures. Uh, they, they literally didn't have enough power to complete maneuvers and fire at the same time. Day 7 on Phoenix, uh, one week since the second attack on Cerebus. Um, I've so far eluded the security sweeps thanks to the damage control teams. Uh, I finally made my way to deck 1 and I am about to confront the ship's officers about exactly what happened. Commander, Commander! James Young from, uh, from Fleet's News Service. Can you explain what happened last uh, during your last mission? What is this man on my ship? Commander! Uh, well, uh, last mission, uh, what the hell? Uh, what? what was the problem with fire? Why weren't you firing fully on the Unicalhai ships during the last mission near Shipyard 25? Get this man out of my But we were. We the, the people need energy. to know. Maybe the people deserve to know what happened. I've since been returned to Promethean after a stay in the station brig. <clears throat> My trial isn't a month. Uh, it has been a strange time away from the studio, and I'm glad to be back. Promethean Command has requested that Fleet News Pulse transmit some important safety tips to our listeners on a regular basis. Attention all station personnel, we interrupt this broadcast to bring you your daily safety briefing for Promethean Command. 
Surprise evacuation drills will be conducted at 0900 hours, so please plan to be surprised accordingly. Asteroids in the area of Promethean Sector 3 are expected to remain stationary over the next few weeks. However, Helm officers should still prepare excuses ahead of time, just in case. That concludes today's safety briefing. That's all we have for this cycle. Join us next time as we delve further into the news and views of Promethean Command. This has been Fleet News Pulse. WTSN, the Fleet News Service, exploring for truth.